Hello everyone, and welcome to another Horror Review. Well, I found this one again randomly, uh, but bit different, uh, set in Australia, <laughs> a lot of fun, uh, typical monster movie, uh, so can't go wrong with those. So we're talking about Boar, um, released in 2017, by uh, directed by Chris Sun. yep. And this is set in the Australian Outback. Interesting uh, location, and it's kind of funny for a horror movie setting because uh, everybody knows that in Australia, everything's trying to kill you. So you've got people that can surprise that everything that has claws, fangs, or tusks is trying to eviscerate them and acting as if that's not the case. So I find that quite amusing. But yeah, all in all, this is a decent flick, good characters. Uh, we'll start off, we've got your typical um, meat bag couple. To start off this slasher movie, they're driving along. Um, guy swerves to avoid a rabbit, and then we see all the wildlife starting to run uh, through the bush and escape. And then you see a CGI pig, like a, a smaller version of the boar, getting hoofed, which uh, was funny. And we get introduced quite early on to this behemoth of a razorback type uh, creature. I don't know if that's the same species, um, like the Razorbacks that happen in North America, Canada sort of area. I don't know if this is a relative of it or just just big pigs. You know, these used to run run the UK boars. Um, a lot of Europe, I think they're trying to reintroduce them for some strange reason. And wolves again. Um, there you go. Definitely uh, plenty of wildland. Around if they stop chopping down bloody trees for stupid solar farms. Um, yeah, because that makes sense. Chop down trees to put up technology. That helps the environment. But yeah, there's areas that are trying to bring us back over here. So <laughs> yeah, you want you want creatures here that can kill you. <laughs> but anyway, round over. Uh yeah, so this starts off good. We then get introduced to another family, and we've got um I suppose what one of these then the family's got Bruce, who's married, he's a token American in this. Um, you've got the his wife, the their two kids, and then their kid's boyfriend is along in the back as well, um, driving along, and they're kind of getting introduced. They're going to the small town. We meet this. We're going to the small town. We kind of meet the characters. Um, your typical um, salt of the earth Australian types uh, that we've known loved, you know, the stereotype we've loved over the years. Um, I don't like these modern Australians in cities that get on like Americans, absolute tits. Um, not too fussy name. I like these type of Australians that are straight talking, no nonsense, messing about, um, just salt the earth, work the land, and get on with stuff. You know, <laughs> these are the type I, I'll. I'll happily engage with all day. Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, it is about a wild boar. The clues in the title <laughs> and the, the big tusks and that there. Um, I wonder, uh, are these similar to the Razorbacks? Is it a similar species in uh, North America? That's what I was just asking before you popped on there. Uh, but yeah, we meet we we the whole cast. Um, Got this guy, Blue, um, old fella, his daughter runs the pub. 
he's heading out to fix the fences because bit of foreshadowing fences are being knocked down and uh livestock's getting killed and as i said in australia everything's trying to kill you so it's not really news it's just part of the life there's always something bigger and gnarlier out there um fair play to people that live in to tell this type of land because it's no <laughs> from the looks of it i've never been but um from the looks of it like it's not messing about so uh yeah we get uh blues out there he meets his mate when he's filling up his truck and then it's this whole we'll, we'll get introduced to the community which is quite cool and the fact that they all have bar tabs and uh you've got his drunkard mate it's like yeah i'm gonna have to meet your dad um yeah grab a few tennies as a big flipping case and she gives him sandwiches because they have to feed themselves at some point you know and that sort of thing um but yeah i don't know um i like these two characters i'm shamed uh it's a shame blues character didn't quite last as long because those two they encounter uh there's another family out camping they encounter the boar and i love the fact that a polystyrene tent offers some sort of protection until you pull the zipper open uh that's brilliant so one guy goes out to have a wee he gets dispatched quite quickly and the girl in the tent's like oh and somehow that protects her until she opens it and it sticks his head <laughs> and you're like okay <laughs> um good practical effects in this like i laughed at the wee bit of cgi on it but uh the boar itself they've done it and they've got the fur and the fur actually comes off when it bashes against stuff and it's that creature feature type uh setting up with it uh that's a lot of fun uh more of this plays with movies because you can respect even though you know it's not a real born you know it's a, a puppet you respect the work that's went into it to create the movie so you you forgive it i think we've got past the point where we were impressed with cgi and actually ruins your suspension of disbelief that makes sense because you just know it's done the computer screen where for some reason if you know somebody's went and crafted the puppet and made the tusks and painted it and made up the blood and used their special recipe and made it all done and actually went as far as putting the fur that the fur comes out and to make this thing move you can kind of let go of that and go yeah i'm along for the ride because you know yourself they're not gonna it is fantasy when you turn on the tv screen we're watching a drama we're watching fantasy so we're not morons we're not thinking it's a real actual bore that they're actually killing people with so why not make a bit of effort with the practical effects and give your movie some clout just my thought um we had this whole discussion yesterday about how the two have blended together and that's when you get a good movie but when you're laying one or the limitations of one and this lockiness of the other you know it doesn't work yeah they're basically yeah that's what they are they're feral pigs they're they're big but they're not quite um uh what do you call it? there's i mean there's loads of different types of wild pig that can quite happily gory at pieces you know I mean, it's having tusks and the thing but definitely in north america the razorback is i would say better known than 
Well, let's just be honest, Australia. Like, Australia, you don't really differentiate between what's trying to kill you. I remember the joke of the wee opossum thing, like, biting onto somebody's finger and goes, yeah, everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Don't get me wrong. This thing wants to. It just can't. <laughs> you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, they played a, 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 the stories by the campfire. They were talking about the drop bars and all that kind of stuff. Um, the thing is, you'd have to believe it. Like, knowing the like, gnarly stuff that's in Australia, the you then kind of have to believe there are feral koalas out there. There's bound to be a horror movie about koalas. If there is, let me know. I'll have to go and look that up. But if you know a decent one, a really slucky, cheesy one that I could have a laugh with about killer koala bears, please put links in the description because that would be fun. That would be a Saturday night with a few beers type thing. Um, and then we'll go on. Uh, Blue... And uh, Frig, is it Bruce? Is his mate? They they go and discover the campsite because they see it, and they have the rifle. But that pissed the they forgot to put the bullets. <laughs> forgot to put the rounds in the rifle, and they leave the rounds in the truck. Um, and then they walk all the way over there and realize they've got an empty rifle. And then one of them has to go back. Um. Here's the thing, um, it gets explained at the end, but this boar can move about. For a gigantic boar, it can flip and get rid by places, because one minute it's turning this campsite apart, and then it's getting someone who's walked half a mile away, and then it's back to the start again. Um, and you're kind of like, holy crap, this thing is not only stealthy like a ninja, but flip it can get around. Um, yeah, it's all happened. Blue's ends up uh, Bruce back to get the bullets for the gun, and he goes on the the campsite and he meets sees a girl. She's been uh, left in a sorry state. I thought he was going to be the hero of the movie. They're bound to, but um, you know where horror gets buried. Uh, that'll be um, if I could be arsed doing themes that no, I mean they might do. Funny enough, the amount of research and plan that we take to make it look as if, okay, this week we're going to do killer animals, the next week killer fish or something, you know, flipping, the amount of digging about and that you'd have to go and find all their movies and queue them up. It's actually more hassle than just, I like the I like my technique of just finding random stuff and staying away from, I know I do some mainstream as well, but I like finding just random movies and just seeing where we go it's called drop and came out in 2021 let's have a look at that yes another tangent yes i'm i'm not even started really reviewing this the drop Nope. Just called drop. Drop maybe 2021. Oh, there we go. Aha. Right. That will be on the queue. That will be watched. I will find this. <laughs> and I will watch that before the end of this week. Guaranteed. Um, yeah, flip a killer dropper. That's that's a must. <laughs> Um, 
One of my favourite zombie movies is an Australian one, funny enough, Wormwood uh, Road of the Dead. And I'm not a fan of zombie movies, but the Australians have such a, a way about them that they just go with the ridiculousness of it. Um, I don't think I've ever covered it in this channel. I'll have to dig that one out again and uh, maybe talk about it. That's that's a fun movie and I just got that. I love the Australian sense of humour. It's um, like British sense of humour but with the, the gloves off. <laughs> just putting it like nothing's, uh, nothing's sacred and it's great. Um, don't ever change. <laughs> the street Aussies don't ever change. But yeah, um, back then, so Blue uh, is trying to rescue a girl, and I genuinely thought he was going to be a hero of this movie. I thought he was the one that was going to like carry it on through, but sadly, no, he gets wiped out. <laughs> um, but he has a good go. He uh, was it? He has a wee knife, and he's like trying to poke a flipping humongous boar with tusks like the size of katanas. But he's like, mm, mm, mm. Uh, so you knew I wasn't going to go well. But what it does, it prompts, because um, his daughter owns a bar, they basically disappeared now for two days. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I called it up there while I was, I was talking, yeah. Um, yeah, you just know it's going to be daft to tell. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to love it. If the acting isn't... Because um, that's the thing with these sort of movies... Like even this, um, the ridiculousness of a giant boar and the you know the sluckiness of it, you have to have a good cast and you have to have likable characters that you're invested in, or else it doesn't work. If it's done flat as a pancake, if you've got wooden acting, um this stuff doesn't come across. You gotta have uh, investment and bloody hell there's a Absolutely fun castness, but daughter, um, Blue's daughter is bringing this. She's the, she's the bar owner. Um, there's a scene. Um, I think it's just to set her out to be how strong she is, but it's a bit of a ridiculous scene when you think of the location. So this is a small town. Everybody knows each other. Everybody's grown up together, and you have this idiot youngster decides to slap her in the arse. This is the middle of the day, so it's not like it's a Saturday night and they're all tanked. This is uh, lunchtime pints. Quiet as hell. And he decides to be a sex pest in the middle of the day, in front of his father, by the way. You know what I mean? It's, he's something with his father and I don't know, his another family member. And like, even the guys are like, <laughs> they don't even address him. They're like, they talk to the father going, control your mutt. Instantly, you know, that's. Um, social standing there that, that shame in the father through the son's actions, if that makes sense. But who does that? Um, I've been to quite a number of bars over the years and I've yet to see someone like proper harass uh, the barmaid like that. Um, and I've done the door. So I've been a doorman and even then there's always the idiot that's like Bleh, but I've never seen someone actually grab the barmaid, especially in broad daylight, you just don't, you get flipping your arse handed to you, which um, this guy, I don't know what the hell's going on, but he's like, yeah, I'll give you a free shot and all, you know, and fight with her, like, in front of everybody, like, this guy's he's going to be shunned 
like in that community. It's weird. Like the daughter's well respected, the family's well respected. Um and everyone's getting pissed off and just waiting for a chance, but she's handling it. So she punches them in the face, but then we get introduced to um who is it? The fucking big guy. Uh Bernie, Uncle Uncle Bernie, who funny enough, the family that was seeing the car are going to visit. And he just comes in, he's like and just splats the guy. This is a big dude. <laughs> we'll get introduced. Um, the boyfriend of the family. Um, those ones were traveling in. He's a bit of a sleaze bag as well. But um, Bernie's kind of warned him off, just joking. He's a borderline psychopath. You know, you don't know whether he's going to turn serious or not. But yeah, he slaps this guy about, and she's like, I got him sorted. Like, yeah, I'll just finish them off for you, you know. And everyone else is like, just we were waiting our turn, sort of thing. Um, it's a bit of a stupid scene, but it was also a good scene demonstrating the strength of the community. I think that's where I'm going with this. This guy's absent, acting like an absolute tit where he had no need to be. Um, and considering he, he's grown up in this neighborhood, knowing how people would turn on him, the fact that he continued just. Um, boggles the mind, but yeah, he gets he gets pasted, slapped about, and then unceremoniously dumped outside the bar. And his father just sits there quietly, <laughs> finishing off his drink. Um, yeah, but it was just demonstrating that she's uh, she's not one to be trifled with. And then it turns out because he's taken the family to the lake. Uh, they travel in the same, and she basically asks him, right, my dad's out there still with uh, his mate. Can you, I don't know where the hell they are, can't ring them, can't get reception. Um, can you check up? And that kind of leads up. So yeah, it's, there's not really much of a plot in the end. Um, it's just going sequence to sequence to get the kills and encounter the boar. These guys are out splashing. Uh, what was a really good scene, actually, is the next, when they're at the the pool, they're splashing about, and Bernie decides to go to go and check, drive down the fence line to see where uh, Bluey is, and the boar just attacks him in broad daylight and wrecks the car. Like, that was some mixture of CGI and practical effects, and the way they trashed the car up as well, just uh, brilliant. I don't think this is a very high-budget movie, so the fact that they were able to pull this off uh, you got to give him props for it. It was actually believable. Like a boar would attack in the middle of the day. That was the whole thing. It's it's not normal behavior. Uh, normally these these animals only really threaten if their territory is being you know encroached on or they're cornered. Generally, they just keep out of people's way, especially humans, and they look for opportune targets. But yeah, um, and this is I think it brings in the fact this is a big dude. Um, the guy plays Bernie, he's huge, and the fact that he's getting smacked about like a rag doll, um, just adds to the sort of horror of it. Uh, yeah, he he encounters one, he goes and starts shooting at it, and then he runs back towards the family. But during this time, then Bruce, or who is it, the American, and uh, the other guy, the son, the dipshit. He he goes with the, the stepdad to see where Bernie went. 
uh, for a look around, and this guy's talking about marrying the his girlfriend. You know, they've only been out like a couple of months. We've all been there. You know how it is. Um, but then they encounter the boar, and friggin' <laughs> the guy pushes him over. What a dipshit! Uh, they get killed, and you're like, you uh, utter slime ball. What the hell are you doing? Like, it doesn't matter how scared you are. You don't friggin' especially if you're supposed to be family with them. You don't friggin' trip up marriage your own family. You can understand enemies going at it, but even at the end, um, two's better. Not one nods. <laughs> uh, cards, man. They're they're something else. But yeah, this guy just shows himself to be an absolute dipshit and not worth um not worth his weight and shit, so to speak. Um yeah, and it just goes on and on. Um we'll get another encounter scene and everything kinda ramps up. In the meantime, uh is it Ella? Ella's the bar owner. I think she's the one that she's driving out then to uh busy find them. And while that's all in shoes, you know, it's um Don't know, I'm trying to think here. Sorry, just it kind of speeds on because they run away from the boar. The boar finds him again. They end up in this little wooden hut. Considering the fact that it's totaled the car, they think sitting in the hut is going to do something. <laughs> and the thing just smashes in. Um, the younger brother gets snatched. We get this weird emotional scene where she blames Bernie for it. And you're like, dude, what are you? I know you're grieving and all, but at the same time, fucking. This guy's already been beaten up. <laughs> um, yeah, but it all comes to a head. Uh, Ella kind of smashes her car pickup thing into it. And finally, um, you know, get the better of it. Which, you know, typical monster movie. You know, finally the, they come to the end. And we get it, use a shotgun this time. Put enough holes in it. So, sorry, this one's taking a bit quicker because there's... It's just an action flick. It's a horror action flick. Let's be honest. Um, and it's just basically fast paced, get to the next kill, get the next encounter of the board. But I'm still um They never answered that. Um they never answered about it was supernatural board. No, I think it was just extremely large to say they don't get that big, you know, that was it. Um so just an abnormally large boar. There was one scene where you see the like large boar with the normal size boars, and they're just all like gathered around together. So it was still being part of the its pack, if that makes sense. So it was just uh, one of them sort of freaks. Um, think Tremors movie. This has got a very sort of Tremors vibe to it. Uh, if you can put, you know, your sort of salt of the earth workers, the community all knows each other. They encounter this thing. And then they all kind of rally together, but it's the ones that go into the outback. It doesn't come into the town or anything. Um, the town's just basically a staging post to set the scene, which is decent enough. It didn't take away from the movie. Like I said, there wasn't much, you know, it's an action flick <laughs> with a bit of gory horror in it. You know, it's um you're not you're not getting expected much. You know, just just a bit of lighthearted fun. Um, the bit at the end though, the boar gets killed as they drive off. You see, um, you see another one take its place. So there's a whole pack of these huge boars, and that's kind of the premise. Yeah, I watched um, Tremors was a good movie. Um, like I said, the whole scene with Kevin Bacon and his co-star, uh, the brothers, 
the whole setup, it's very similar in here. I mean, families, community together, they all know each other, they all work together. There's not a, like, there's no nasty, it's all good-natured banter. Louis Townsend dips shit in this, acts out, but he gets quickly taken care of, and nobody steps in. Um, They're all like, yep, you deserve that. End of story, police not involved, right? You know, it's that sort of tight-knit community. So it's a very sort of Tremors vibe. I watched Tremors 2. Was it last weekend? Just off the cuff. Um, I didn't feel like reviewing it. Because I think people have seen it, you know, loads of times. Um, I don't know why Kevin Bacon wasn't in it. Maybe just uh, other commitments. But even that story um, didn't have a lot of the same cast. only had two of the original cast. But still managed to tell a good story. I think there's about five of these movies. Um, I've seen a few of them, but it's been ages. Um, might be for, worth looking at the whole franchise. Don't want her to do that as a winner or take a, or do a week and take each movie at a time. Excited about that. Yeah, that's, it's that sort of similar vibe. So if you like that sort of vibe, you'll like this. The only difference is it's not um, Mid America somewhere. This is, you know, the Australian Outback. But you've got that same sense of community, sense of loss sense of togetherness and then facing up against the odds and that sort of spunkiness that um you'd never get in a big city you know and this happened in the big city everyone would be knifing each other in the back and denying it and doing all sorts you know freaking out and panicking where everyone just picks up their pickup you know axe handle or shotgun and just cracks on um there you go i really enjoyed this one i know i might have stumbled over the there, there wasn't much of a plot wasn't much, but it was still enjoyable. You know, I mean, it's one just to flick on, have a laugh with, um, see a bit of gore, and they did a really good job. Some of the CGI in this is a bit sloppy, but they don't use too much of it. The practical effect board itself was a lot of fun, and the fact that when it bashes against things and all, you see its furs actually get ripped out. Um, there's a realism to that, a bit of extra detail that they didn't have to. A lazy movie would have just put blood you know, drop blood around the places, but they actually went to the trouble of putting the fur in where it had been. So that adds to it. Um, and you got the, apart from Dipshit's character, who tripped over the other one, um, there's quite a lot of characters in this, but you, even though there's a lot of characters and a lot of kills, you had them in it to get to know them. So you actually developed a bit of a liking for them. Like I said, the, the most tragic death in this is Blues. He he was a great character, and they set him up almost to be the hero. Um, we nearly thought Bernie was going to get wiped out, and thankfully it didn't, but still um, set him up as a great character. So when they encountered the boar and they get dispatched, you're like, oh, that's a bit shit. <laughs> you know, and that takes, that's good storytelling. In this sort of environment, you know, in this sort of low budget um horror environment the fact that the mommy's got enough characterization to make you feel something for the for each individual uh, cast members to come along that's good writing and i have to give them uh, props for that there's huge budget movies where you're just saying meh and you, you kind of go along with you know a-list actors and they're like wooden planks they, these all these guys all had characters so even not necessarily always good characters um but the character, and you can't argue with that. So there you go. There's one. Oh, there's actually 
Seven Tremors movies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't disbelieve it. <laughs> and I've seen a like I said, I've seen a couple of them. I didn't really um jump in because it was back in the straight the DVD days, I think they come out. Obviously, if it's a box set, if it's a box set, I might get it and do an unboxing. Um, bound to be that's, that's such a long running franchise. But I'm gonna look up Bert Drop, you only got one up and get it on the list. See if I can watch it for the end of this week. Hopefully, I've not got a regional problem because I freaking hate that. I hate it when you try to watch a movie and it's oh, not available in your region. Yep, tomorrow we are doing that. Uh, we'll go through your character. We'll get that all set up. Then we'll we'll get started with adventure and see where we'll go there. Um, should be a good time. Haven't played because um, since the last time I was on the channels, last time I played Call of Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to it. I need to get I need to get more games in. Uh, kind of let that go by the wayside, but it's bloody hard to get players. There's a lot of people online talking about wanting to be part of games and then. You try and reach out and you're like, uh, uh, uh. very strange. But anyway, that's another video for another time. So tune in tomorrow. We're definitely doing that. And uh, keep up with the April. Plenty going on as usual. Thanks for the chat, everyone joining in. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific. <laughs>